0: Larry McFeely here, live from Ground Zero at the idiocy epidemic that is otherwise known as Arizona. Gonna throw it over to Chad Manley with an action update.
1: Chad, we're number one. We're Woo! number one. Number one. Suck number on that, one. You liberal snowflake people. I, male myself, I almost went hard on that one. <laughs> yes, for good
0: reason. I, so I, I have officially sworn off having any interaction with social media as of right now because it's it's not going to do my mental health any good. The last thing I saw, and it almost caused me to go into flaming rage, was a woman who had a temper tantrum in Target. The Karen here, chicken here in Yes, in Scottsdale, and I went, I'm done. I, our society has officially begun the crumbling That was foretold by everybody who looked at like, well, it's the Roman Empire all over again. We have officially reached it. If we have someone who is so offended by people wanting to, one, it's not protecting themselves. And this is the fun thing. It's like, it's as a courtesy to other people so that you avoid being a contaminant floating out into society that you're doing this. And this person is offended by it on a fundamental level, moralistically. They're like, but your damn snowflake ass like kill it with fire
2: my girlfriend's mother was complaining about wearing a mask and all that stuff saying it wasn't effective my girlfriend shut her down said it is effective because it's better than nothing and then her mom responded with well I'm still gonna take off my mask when I sneeze and it's like no that's defeating the fucking point of the mask to fucking begin with just because you're you're breathing okay but it covers your
1: mustache
2: it's a win win fuck yeah yeah Here's the thing. Just wear it's, my mask. I got it, I got sanitizer right here. Oh, we don't have the camera, but I got sanitizer just in case I need to disinfect my
0: eyes. Deep breath, Michael. The uh, the thing that I have been touting to everybody has said, it, and you talked about it as the pulling out principle the other week, but I'm like, it's the same principle as a condom stealing from Alien versus Predator. I would rather, you know, use it and not need to than have needed to and not used it because you know it's just better safe than sorry and for those around me i would much rather them feel comfortable and able to interact with me without any trepidation as opposed to me just freewheeling it out there in the world going like well germs inbound motherfucker i hope you watched outbreak because
1: it's it's coming I said Jesus because I'm trying to figure out how to do this on my phone. We'll talk about that in a second. John's over Um, here at the
0: Blair Bitch Project.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm uh, I'm found footage, so I'm waiting to happen right now. Uh, Yeah, it's not like it's terribly inconvenient either. I think we've already kind of, like, tread the ground on it, but I agree with you, Shane, and um, it's so weird how our brains work in similar and different ways where I'm just a glutton for punishment. So I have, like, hard lean and be like, you know what, this is all a disaster, and it depresses me to no end. Let's see if I can't throw some lemon juice in there. You know, with some oh, no. salt? Um, but oh, I'm no. also glad that you brought up uh, social media in general because I have some things to inform you guys on. But before we do that, Shane? Well,
0: I should say by the social media eternal, behold, behold, behold. it is the Disinformed Podcast. I am a very angry Shane. I am a very angry, depressed John. And I'm a very angry, defeated Michael. Somebody had to be furious there. I mean, just hoping for a layup.
2: Too fast. Usually too when Shane
0: has
1: this many people feeling this way, he's erect. So I'm very concerned that we can't see what's happening below the cam.
0: I'm like Snape on last week's episode. There's just whips and torments and somebody's dongle is tattooed. <laughs>
1: It's got and a he's dork gonna mark. Masticate to it. Indeed. <laughs> masticate. I'm gonna grab that um, camel and run with it. Okay. <laughs> we'll we'll book we'll bookmark social media, but we do You're have right. a new listener. <gasps> um and I don't know if you would care to have his name said on the podcast, but let's be real, like five people listen anyway. Hmm. Uh if if
2: if he hasn't explicitly said it, I don't think we should do it. We'll we'll say the first name.
1: Okay, that's fine. Uh Jesse. Oh, okay. Oh, well, that unfortunate soul. Uh, That's what I told him. I said, bless you for listening, but he had nothing but nice things to say about you. Oh, well. But he enjoyed the episode overall, and then he left a little note of, like, by the way, the reading was kind of lost on me. And I was like, well, yeah, you came in, like, 26 chapters deep. I could see it being super intimidating, and, like, it's definitely one of those labor of loves that isn't going to pay off until the whole thing is completed. So So he started listening. He started on the last episode. Yes, and he uh, knew everyone that we were talking about. He knew the mother-daughter combo, but he also uh, he clarified on the slapper. Um, and he was right on his guest the first time. So I just thought that would be a nice little thing to, to bring up for you. And then also, just it's nice to have a super outsider, not that he's a super outsider, but to the podcast. Uh, mm. It's nice to have but like literal virgin ears being like, hey, the reading was very weird. And it almost lost me up until the Watchmen reference that Shane used. And then I was back in. So saved by the squid. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so thanks for listening, Jesse. Uh, yeah, thanks for thank you. Feedback. And uh, we, we have tried very hard over the past, like, five episodes, four episodes, to kind of give a, a little bit of a, hey, we're about to switch gears. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say it's fair that uh, if it's not your bag, you don't have to listen to the tail end. You can always wait for the omnibus, if you will. Indeed.
0: Context is important where that thing goes, and it is so incoherent and sort of nonsensical to begin with that, yeah, it's it's going to lose a couple folks around the bend.
1: Yeah, it's a B-side of the project
0: hmm. that we're, mm-hmm.
1: we're tacking on, but I, I still think it's fun. I like it. Oh, yeah. I love it. Um, right. So what would you guys rather have from... Oh, by the way, before we get too far, we are testing out if I can use a different recording setup because mm-hmm. my laptop prior to this has been on its last leg, and I think it's officially dead, so...
0: And we document that as of, uh, you know, this next week's uh, After Dark. Well, actually, no, last week's After Dark. You got to see you freeze at the end of it and then make that brilliant comeback, <laughs> yeah. stage the, the finger point of doom, as it were. My
1: goodness, that was beautiful. I loved it. Um, so anyway, if they're... I'm not expecting it to sound weird. Michael's reassured me and quelled my anxiety a little bit, but if it does sound different... That that's why is someone I mean, blaming the a...
0: technology on this podcast? <gasps> oh, just how Michael taught
1: me.
2: Hey, learn from the best, hey. uh, Michael. You were saying? Uh, I can't. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you think that his audio is bad, just listen to the first episode and you'll be fine. <laughs> There's your context. I don't so. think
0: that's really the best comparison to make. Where it's like, well, if you think that I'm a bad lay now, remember that first time that we had sex together, <laughs> where it was abysmal. Right. Well, at least I'm not that
1: improvement that's all that matters (laughs) that out of the way Mm -hmm. this is a unique episode because if you've listened to more than one episode or two episodes you'll realize that i don't present ever and last week i made a promise and i have lived up to the promise that i made so i do have a topic for you gentlemen and also you guys have had a trying week and i think i can take some of the load off of your balls and my face
0: It's not the first time you've taken my load, John, but, uh, well, for context then, for those who are unfamiliar to the podcast platform, as dear Jesse was last week, I'm glad we've gotten back to explaining what we do here. We try, on a week-by-week basis, to present a random, odd, or esoteric topic. And in the course of presenting it and explaining some of the trappings that surround its history and uh, rich history, depending upon the circumstances, we will occasionally lie from time to time to try to keep it interesting because that was the premise of the whole podcast. If you don't know this, go back, listen to episode one. It is still our most popular episode, I imagine, uh, because everybody's trying to you know get in and it's the worst
1: audio quality of all of them. <laughs> so naturally, it's the yeah. worst way to start.
0: But uh, that's really recorded reported do.
1: in an office, my office with n- sharing one mic inside of a closet. It's like a Beatles record that you never knew you wanted.
0: Uh, <laughs> so it is then incumbent upon the co-hosts to pick out the lies. And that is the point of the podcast. There are, however, no points for getting a right answer. And
1: no one wins ever. Yes, it's, it's just bragging rights. Mm-hmm. And then we don't even brag and all of us are sore winners and sore losers. Um yeah mm-hmm.
0: so john however when was the last time you did an episode that you can recall mount everest traffic jam okay i think you might have done the um, um old west or the yes. outlaw justice i
2: think that one was after yeah i um, think the uh, outlaw
0: first. justice was after but uh mm-hmm. you know okay we're getting there
1: it's almost like I let you guys fall on the sword of, like, getting the concept figured out and getting everything smoothed out before I came back in with my lackluster researching skills.
0: Well, we've always and held that. that you are the everyman or every person of this podcast. You get mm-hmm. to do the listener's journey, by and large. So, you know, throwing you at the deep end of the pools not fair to you because you're not
1: normally inclined to do research. Yep. Well, bless you for saying so. Mm. But before we get to the topic, um, we okay. have two twitter twitter things to tackle Ooh, so John's you, trolling brigade back in action i was gonna say so either i'll let shane shane pick it um not to exclude you michael but uh shane excluded. would you rather hear the next chapter in my trolling or would you like to hear about a hilarious account that's been bringing me joy for two days straight
0: i mean i'm a very big fan of your trolling so I, I want to get that as my upfront unless you're telling me it's got a better payoff because we want to finish with a happy ending, as always.
1: No. So both, both have really good endings. Okay. But, okay. So I'm going to set up the, the troll first, and then I'm going to go to my Twitter. So even though people aren't watching this, my Zoom session is going to freeze, so I'm going to make sure not to make a dumb face when I switch. But um, I achieved a new level two days ago, and when I saw what happened, I laughed out loud like a little girl, or squeed. I was like, hee <laughs> hee <laughs> Someone blocked me on Twitter, and all it took was two responses. So I'm going to switch over to Twitter and find this shit.
0: Okay, now did the person indicate, or did you indicate to that person that they, you know, were wiping before they pooped?
1: No, I didn't get the opportunity. All right,
0: well, that's an important callback for us to seed throughout the remainder. And speaking of seeding, by the way, in case you were unaware, for those uninitiated, birds are a fucking lie. They aren't real. No. Have you ever seen them? Really seen them? Have you held one up close? Have you touched it to your lips and kissed it like your mother right before she passed? Let's
1: see, come on.
0: <laughs> I I didn't think that that
2: required that much thought, but.
0: But I I, I am gonna screen cap. Uh, I already did. Good boy, because that's the greatest <laughs> face did. that we've had in a good long while for the Watkins. <laughs> oh no! Oh, so many frozen faces. <laughs>
1: The million oh, so, frozen faces. Well, yeah. of John I mean, Watkins we knew it was going to freeze. Uh, yeah, just fill fill the time here. Well, since you're <laughs> since you're looking for
0: that, okay. I was going to say I
1: have got a world of fuck Mary Kills over here. So, oh my goodness, no. I'm okay, always so down for that. It was a tweet from uh, Los Angeles Times, and it was an article about Tom Hanks being baffled by people who don't take COVID nineteen seriously. All right. Oh, yeah, um, yeah.
0: Important to note that he actually did contract it and, you know, dealt with it, so he would be one to know.
1: Right. And he's one of the, the first one of the first celebrities to outright be like, yes, it's real. I have it. Me and my wife are quarantined in what I think Australia. Yeah. The the title for the LA Times article or the tweet is when discussing everyone who isn't taking COVID nineteen seriously, actor Tom Hanks got blunt. To which uh Twitter handle Truth Seeker With a very, but his actual handle uh, is Romantic Fool sixty five. I don't give a shit about name and I'm fucking Um,
2: so close to sixty nine. Why? Why did you do sixty (laughs) five? He says,
1: "Stop being such a damn sheep." (laughs) And I responded, "Damn man, I never thought about it that way. You have changed my perception with your insightful words. Bless." (laughs) And he responded, "Uh." Talk, tell me it's still here uh-oh essentially
0: he took me seriously all right i was gonna say if if he's blocked you yeah you might
1: have difficulty getting his well, commentary essentially he he thought i was serious and he was like hey glad that you know i opened up your eyes here's some means that you can spread around to you know to show the people that you know think this is real that it's oh, you know, just a fake and it was God. a bunch of those like um uh, just completely like baseless like there was one with like says this is slavery and it's just a picture of children like baby babies like infants wearing masks i was like come on dude um to which i responded and this is what got him to block me and this just goes to show how sensitive some people are um he goes i go oh i was fucking with you that's the silliest shit that i've ever seen have fun in your doomsday bunker you nearly got the spit take on the Doomsday Bunker. Yeah, that, that was
2: good. That was good.
1: So, oh. um, getting blocked and then, like, because I was waiting, I was eager. I was like, "He is gonna respond." Like, I can't. Like, I'm so in the mood. Like, I'm so just on the fringes of giving a shit about anything right now. That like, I, I would welcome this fight, and that's what started the trolling, I think, to begin with. Yeah. But it felt like a major victory. Well, it,
2: I mean, it was a good provoke. You were inciting him to respond. You weren't just trying to cut the conversation. You were. You were like, come on, come at me. Also like,
1: obviously I was being sarcastic. But I think I'm gonna start ending things by saying bless instead of like bless you or anything. Yeah. I mean I really it was it was pepper on the
0: Yeah. The cat indicated that he was a fool in his own Twitter handle, so I'm fairly certain you may have taken that just at face value that he's an idiot. I mean that's it's fairly easy to and listen, we're we're not trying to be reductive here. I don't think any of us are attempting to truly be incendiary because it's not, we're not here to drive the wedge deeper. This, this, you know, we're not a political podcast and we've tried to kind of recover from this over the last little while here. It's just this divide keeps growing to canyon-esque levels because everyone believes that there's only one right way to approach this. And there's just, there's
1: not. Right. Um, And now we will end uh, Twitter on a happy note. Ooh. So I'm going to freeze my face in another good way. Uh, there,
2: it's already, it, it, it looks the same as the other two. That's uh, fine. Yeah.
0: I'm sure Becky's very familiar with that face.
1: <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, my vinegar stroke face. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a parody account called Jurassic Park Updates. Ooh. And I, like I highly recommend that you throw them a follow. They post, all, I think it's like four or five writer, like comedy writers and every tweet is basically golden so i'm just going to read you uh, ones that i've retweeted over the past day i love where this is going jurassic park updates many guests are asking if dinosaurs are quote different from dragons end quote we hear you and we are looking into it and then this string of uh two tweets is what got me to almost spit out my beer last night we have developed a velociraptor that smokes cigarettes Please do not try to befriend the velociraptors. Emotionally, they take much more than they give. <laughs> and I'll end you on this <laughs> this oof topical one, and then we'll get to the show. Um, number of deaths reported at Jurassic Park may be inaccurate due to increasingly dead reporters.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, crazy uh, <laughs> like great joy for good reason i i think we've all derived a significant amount of enjoyment from the the good old parks of jurassic over the years and Indeed. uh you know what does malcolm's girlfriend tell him late at night when they're entangled with one another
1: i, I don't know
0: must go faster must go faster <laughs> must go faster <laughs> <laughs> must go faster um i
2: get that reference right. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> michael's seen a now, movie stop yeah. the presses kids I mean I remember his abs and I that's that's essentially all I remember but his abs were still showing that scene. So. Where
0: were you last year when I did a Jeff Goldblum panel at you know FanFusion? Oh what's, my god I forgot on, that you did that. probably drunk. I don't know. Yeah that I will tell you if you want to have like a flashback uh, sort of director's commentary on last year's Fan Fusion that was the most painful of all of the panels that I did because um my cohort Michael, who I was, uh, who I love dearly, and I'm sure he he may encounter this at some point. So uh, he did a phenomenal job on the Stephen King panel, and um, I really appreciated a lot of his insight on the Doctor Who panel as well. So he was great. He crapped out on me on the Goldblum panel, like he just brought no sauce and really was not prepared at all. He didn't do a lot of research, and I was expecting him to kind of carry the burden because I knew I over researched the other two. And then our third, Christina, was also really wonderful, a lot of fun, but she didn't have any commentary really other than how much she, like Michael, loves his abs. So (laughs) I wound up having to improvise about a 25-minute discussion on Earth Girls Are Easy to a crowd of people who gave no fucks about how funny I thought I was. And I oh, was man. begging for laughs the entire time. And I'm like, this panel is going to be rated horrifically. I'm going to get driven into the ground. And it still got over a four-star rating out of a five-star system. So I'm very Wait, happy about that. There's a but, rating system? Yes. they were. So they just uh, brought in a rating system this last year to try to determine who they would bring back. Oh, okay. And I will say sense. the Stephen King panel got a perfect five-star rating. From all the and that one had the most individuals that contributed. Uh I think I got a four point six on the Doctor Who panel. And then yeah, the Goldblum was a four point two overall. Man. But yeah, I the entire time I was sweating bullets. I could not I just it felt like there was a child that started having like a screaming fit at the front of the room. And we were in a giant room. It was probably a four hundred to five hundred seat room. We were in one of the Whoa. big ones. And we only probably had 50 people in it. And so it just, it looked like we were at the last dregs of people being taken into the extermination room. It it was a rough time, but uh, we survived and we'll be moving on at some point in the future. We'll be back in a, uh, you know, a fan panel somewhere.
1: Yeah, it will be fun. I love it. Super on topic. Mm. I mean, through through hardships this week, I think it's made us uh, oil up this machine a little bit. Are you ready for the topic today? Oh, please, that give it. I yeah. have researched. Okay, so I uh, I buckled up, I pulled my, my pants up high and tight, and I, I opened three tabs <gasps> Ooh. on a presentation about Wesley Snipes and his almost involvement in Black Panther. Now, he's not referring
0: to, you know, the Black Panthers as a, an organization. He's talking about the comic book character.
1: Wait. All Bullshit. Right.
0: Wait, uh, how many lies so, do we have oh, my John? God. oh
2: yeah
1: uh, so uh, we have one lie and it's not a cheap one okay it's not a, it's not a numbers-based one uh it's not that the lie is that there's no lie which i had and then you know got hit over the head with um but yeah so i guess what i wanted to ask first is have we all seen black panther
0: yeah i was like Here, here's looking at you uh i was Clark nervous Barr.
1: Well, we're still going to give a little bit of an overview. Uh, So the one that was actually released, uh, Black Panther premiered on January 29th of 2018 and was released theatrically in the United States on February 16th as part of Phase 3 of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The film received critical acclaim from critics praising its direction, screenplay, acting, costume design, production values, and soundtrack, though the CG effects received some criticism. Mm, which mm. after just watching the movie i don't really have the the entire time my Becky's sitting next to me she goes oh my god this uh you know the gra- or not graphics but the cg's so good it looks so good oh my god
2: yeah i didn't know there was any issues with the cg i thought that, that's uh can i call bullshit on that actually it is not bullshit <laughs> okay because <laughs> i was like wait a minute i don't
1: recall any controversy on that Um, Many critics considered it to be one of the best films set in the MCU and noted its cultural significance with organizations, including the National Board of Review and American Film Institute, naming it one of the top 10 films of 2018. It grossed over 1.3 billion worldwide and broke numerous box office records, including the highest grossing film by a black director. It became the ninth highest grossing film of all time, third highest grossing film in the U.S. and Canada, and the second highest grossing film of 2018. That
0: was also the highest-grossing Marvel film to date at that point, right? That that past
1: Avengers, yeah. Yeah. Um, It also received numerous awards and nominations, with seven nominations at the 91st Academy Awards, including Best Picture, with wins for Best Costume Design, Best Original Score, and Best Production Design. Um, It was the first superhero, or Black Panther is the first superhero film to receive a Best Picture nomination, and the first MCU film to win an Academy Award, It also received three nominations at the Golden Globes, two wins at the 25th Screen Actors Guild Awards, and three wins at the 24th Critics' Choice Awards from 12 nominations among others.
0: And I mean, it's important to clarify there, too. I mean, comic books as a genre were somewhat laughable for a very long while, and the only claim to any sort of credibility that we had heretofore was, I think, Heath Ledger's nomination and win for Best Supporting Actor for Dark Knight they had not seen any daylight for academy awards in the same way that lord of the rings kind of managed to break through the veil for fantasy films comic books did not get any love whatsoever they are kind of seen as lower life forms in a in a cinematic sense so really important ground being broken here when you say that you know black panther is one of the ones that got an academy award that's really unheralded
1: right um so and we talked about it or we bumble fucked over it at some point in the past episodes. Um, and it was the first thing that went through my head after watching Black Panther. I was like, what started all the, uh, the Marvel movies? Like what was the first Marvel movie that actually like, like what was like the Genesis of it? Like the breaking ground of like, Oh, we need to make more of these movies. And like these movies are more are going to be a, a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, And that, uh, there is some argument, but most people agree with you, Shane, and I agree with you as well. Blade. Yeah. So, Blade was one of the first Marvel movies. So, and again, my, my links and my my sources are pretty, uh, you know, just bare bones. Okay. And semi-spurious.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, so. The, the question I have to ask, because I didn't know this when it originally came out, and I wouldn't know, I would want to see if other people do. I don't know how many people know
0: that Blade is actually Marvel. Ah, that's overlooked. Yeah, it's Blade was released, I think it was uh, Tomb of Dracula number 16, if I'm remembering my comic book history correctly. But that was the first appearance of Blade <laughs> as a character, so Tomb of Dracula was a Marvel title. Uh, I was going to get into this when we were doing our, you know, History of the Comic Books code as well, because horror comics back in the day, were a really vital sort of monetary line for comic book publishers. That's where Tales from huh. the Crypt originated. There's a lot of similar things. Oh. So um, Ed Gein took a lot of his inspiration from reading horror comics, if you get back into the gloomer kind of movement here. So they, these things existed, and Dracula was a fairly prominent character, and you know, for Marvel to get it and capitalize on it is kind of a big deal. And so then Blade got introduced that way. But Blade was one of the first. Did you actually know there was a Captain America movie prior to any of the other MCU uh, stuff starting up back in the day?
2: Wasn't it in the was Was in in nineties? Oh, okay. It's early, so there's
1: there's there's kind of kind of a crossover coming up. Yeah,
0: okay. And then there was also the Dolph Lundgren Punisher movie. So there were you know sort of flirtations with these things. Once they figured out that Batman and Superman made money for Warner Brothers, people wanted to try to get on the game. X-Men was really the first vital run, but prior to X-Men, Blade was the first film that really kind of broke through. You're basically just smashing this next paragraph that I had. (laughs) All right, well, fantastic. (laughs) Oof. (laughs) Obviously, Um, you've hit home with something I'm interested in, so I can share this with you.
1: No, that's why I thought it would be a lot of fun and kind of, you know, taking the load off of you guys again. Like, If you want to look at it for the rest of the episode, Shane is going to have the most knowledge on the topic just because of you know, osmosis and proximity, what have you. Obsession. I'm in the middle. Yeah, I'm in the middle that I enjoy, but I haven't dove down the rabbit hole as much as I, I should or want to. And Michael, you hardly understand why you're I,
0: here. I what's a comic book? There you I, are. I, I don't understand that. Michael is not a four color demon, but he will be the every person for this episode. He can walk. Is it in. supposed
2: to be is it supposed to be a book that's funny, like a comedian? Yeah, it's I, one of the funny
0: tales. Oh, I, I wish you were the comedian right now, Michael, because I would push you out of a window and just watch you fall to the street, you silly sack of
1: shit. So, Michael, Blade, uh, based on the vampire hunter character created in July 1973 by Marv Wolfman and Gene Colan... Colan? Yeah, Colan. Colan? Colon. By in in Gene, would go <laughs> to be the first hit film based on a Marvel property giving the company a much-needed win as it licked its wound from bankruptcy woes. Blade earned $131 million worldwide for New Line Cinema and spawned two sequels, with its success helping to pave the way for Marvel hits like Fox's X-Men and Sony's Spider-Man. Uh, so X-Men came out in 2000, Spider-Man came out in 2002, and well, Blade was right around 2000.
0: It was 98, uh, I believe, is or, or if I'm remembering correctly.
1: So the reason that Blade is important... Is because the reason that it went into production or how Wesley Snipes got involved with Blade is because he failed to get a Black Panther film into production in '96. Hmm. Okay. There ends two of my tabs, which were just Wikipedias for Blade and Black Panther. (laughs) Well done. Fair enough. I mean, site resources. I'm also Three very excited because, yes,
0: I, uh, I did 98 is when Blade was released, so I, I well done. feel vindicated somewhat.
1: Now, the rest of this, uh, I kind of went over a couple different websites, but it ended up just pulling from one article because they kind of had the best synopsis of the whole story, and I just kind of like pieced together, it, it was a, a journalist who wrote it up, so okay. it kept it easy on me, but I kind of like cherry-picked it so that we could keep... Uh, Keep it rolling rolling along and not be too long. Okay. Uh, But it is from Hollywood Reporter. um, And I'll just dive in. Give it. In the the mid-90s, while writing a wave of box office hits that propelled him to superstardom, Wesley Snipes undertook a bold initiative. Make a film about the Marvel Comics character, Black Panther. Snipes' uphill battle was plagued with script rewrites... Director uncertainty, storytelling clashes, and inadequate CG capabilities needed to truly bring the marvelous fictional African nation of Wakanda to life. Snipes uh, was quoted saying, I think Black Panther spoke to me because he was noble and he was the antithesis of the stereotypes presented and portrayed about Africans, African history, and the great kings of Africa. So it had cultural significance, social significance. It was something that the Black community and the white community hadn't seen before at the time. um so he was hooked in an instant when he and his then manager doug robertson were approached by marvel for the project feeling that africa save for the unique animal population was too commonly shown commonly shown in film as a depressing desolate land snipes yearned to show its beauty and lush history so nice yeah so it's all like super (laughs) positive stuff um yeah
2: no honestly like i like that positivity note like it's it's a it's a good reason i mean like from Black Panther, it was definitely different than all the other Marvel moves before it, and I think that was one of the main reasons why it got such a like critical acclaim um one of the many reasons because it was a beautifully written beautifully directed et cetera et cetera et cetera well.
0: The other thing to to dovetail off this as well, this is really important to the time frame, is that you're talking about we are right on the tail end of the end of apartheid in South Africa as well. Oh, good point. So this would be something that would really help to kind of empower and give—it's one of the reasons they point to it being sort of looked at this desolate sort of barren wasteland. Mm-hmm. Right, it would help to kind of change along with i paul simon's graceland album was doing a lot to try to sort of draw attention to the the arts and culture in africa at the time so this would have been a really beautiful stroke to to go along with that and also take into account here that the other comic book films being made around this time are like batman uh forever and batman and robin which are ghastly garish like hokey films so this would have probably
1: had a dramatically different tone to it. Mm-hmm. And again, it's nice to have the super fan uh, in, in the room here because it says, so at the time, Marvel was hardly the disney back powerhouse that it is today. Yes. So yeah. after years of hemorrhaging money, the company declared bankruptcy in 96. While competitor DC Comics had enjoyed big screen successes with hits such as Tim Burton's Batman movies, uh, the Superman franchise, uh, the box office hits eluded Marvel still at that time. Um, so Snipes, on the other hand, was red hot, and having just started a string of hits including New Jack City, White Man Can't Jump, Passenger 57, Rising Sun, and Demolition Man. Mm. More than just his next picture, Snipes saw, says he saw the Marvel superhero project as a cultural movement. However, right off the bat, there was an issue. The initial struggle, as Snipes explains, was explaining to the uninitiated, uninitiated that he was trying to make a movie about the comic book superhero Black Panther not the 1960s civil rights oh, revolutionaries. No. That would be a very <laughs> which is difficult... what you were mentioning.
0: Yeah, it's an uphill struggle when you've got the only correlation is a group of, you know, at the time, what they refer to as, quote-unquote, militant blacks, which is a real yeah. dangerous sort of
1: uh, connotation to it, particularly uh. from both sides. Yeah. So he's quoted as saying, they think you want to come out with a black beret in clothing, and then there's a movie. He says, sounding exhausted. <laughs> <laughs> which, sounding it, exhausted is the best ad... Yeah, that. because of course he's going to sound exhausted by that because it's what we're yeah. talking about right now. It's like, oh, Ugh. please don't jump to fucking conclusions here. Yeah. Um, so he goes on to say that they went through three different scripts and a couple of different director options, very interesting director options at the time. Uh, Mario Van Peebles Okay. Van Peebles uh, was on the short list, as was John Singleton, who made a big splash in the industry at the age of 23 with his 91 film, Boys in the Hood. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mm -hmm. They were trying to find the young, up-and-coming black directors, Snipes says. Snipes would never chat with Van Peebles about the project, but he did have an unforgettable meeting with Singleton. So this is all a quote from him. He goes, I laid on him my vision of the film being closer to what you see now, the whole world of Africa being a hidden, highly technically advanced society cloaked by a force field, vibranium. John was like, nah, 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 nah. See, he's got the spirit of the Black Panther, but he's trying to get his son to join the civil rights activist organization. He and his son... Have a problem, and they have some strife because he's trying to be politically correct, and his son wants to be a knucklehead. <laughs> laughing snipes continued. I am loosely paraphrasing our conversation, but ultimately John wanted to take the character and put him in the civil rights movement i 'm like, dude, where's the toys they're highly technically advanced it' be a fan- It would be fantastic to see Africa in this light opposed to how Africa is typically betrayed. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanted to see the glory in the beautiful africa, the jewel africa. Mm. So he goes, Thanks God, or thank God. I, I love John, but I'm so glad we didn't go down that road because that would have been the wrong thing to do with such a rich project.
0: And I mean, it, to contextualize at the time, it kind of falls back in again, comic books are funny books. It's intended to be silly stuff for kids. So to try to have anything that has, you know, political connotation to it. You have to dress it up and make it an adult movie that doesn't play into the comics sort of pastiche. Which is just, it's one of the things that they really fought against for a long time before Marvel started lending credence to the fact that you can present these as serious stories with the actual, you know, emotional underpinnings that make sense in films. Even though people like Martin Scorsese will say they're not cinema it, oh, that was funny. I even, forgot that even,
2: even so with Marvel movies, they had to warm up to that sort of mostly serious tone. A lot of the original like movies that they'd come out, like the first Iron Man and stuff like that, they didn't tackle as serious like things like Sokovia Accords and all those other more important things that they tackle later on because they had to you know, warm people up to the fact that it's not Dark Knight, it's not super depressing dark, but it's also not campy. Like Adam West and all those other things, it was like a happy middle where it was a little bit more realistic, but also still they can throw jokes, they can have quips, they can have all that, but it's still, you know, doing interesting things.
0: I think if you want a real interesting study in contrast, watch The Dark Knight or The Dark Knight Rises and then watch Iron Man back to back, and even those feel like they come from dramatically different worlds. And I think Iron Man takes itself, it functions like a movie. It it gives you the same sort of introduction. I mean, and even if you want to go further down the well, look at like the amazing Spider-Man franchise or just the original Spider-Man. Thank Mm. you. Holy Um, hell.
1: So this is topical for me to be presenting this now because I just, as of uh, Sunday, finished my chronological watch of the MCU. Nice. And I'm still a goon for watching more comic book movies because I feel like our current climate is what comics and uh, superhero movies were made for.
0: It's what you're trying to escape from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Escapism. And it's, it's, you know, the good guys usually win. Uh, There's satisfying arcs, but I went and I'm watching the original Spider-Man trilogy right now. And I just finished, you know, the O2 Spider-Man and going from polished MCU to, uh, what I remember going and seeing it in theaters and thinking it was amazing. I was like, oh my God, there is so campy. I also forgot that it's Sam Raimi joint. Right? Yes. So, you know, you get Bruce Campbell's cameo and all that fun stuff. But
0: Ooh. I, I have to tell you, I feel the same way looking back on like the things because I just watched the 89 Batman again fairly recently with Melissa and had that same thing where I was like, I, I can see why I liked it as a kid and the nostalgia button gets pinged really hard when I watch it. But even then, I'm sitting here watching going like, oh, my God, Nicholson is just eating the scenery and this dialogue (laughs) is ghastly. And you're like,
1: oh, and he can't literally cannot turn his head. Uh, so when he's staring at the woman running up the stairwell, he literally has to cock back. It's, so, it's he, still he top does what,
0: ten favorite things. Like the Muppet turn, as I tend to oh, phrase it, funny. or just like the whole body. <laughs> and so that never changed funny. until they got to the Dark Knight. He still couldn't, uh, even Bale's first cowl for um, Batman Begins, he couldn't turn his head at all. It's like it just such a shocking notion to me that no one would have thought, you know, you can make a separate headpiece and the net piece be different. <laughs> like, no, it has to be the same. It looks that way in the comics. Like,
1: okay, one more, one more trivia question, or not question, but one more little trivia bit. Batman Returns, I think it is still hilarious to this day how many costumes they went through for Catwoman. They literally had to cut her out of the costume anytime she needed out of the, the outfit.
0: Yeah, that thing did not lend to zippers, even though it had the stitching all over the place. I mean, she was basically just sewed into the bloody thing.
1: Yeah, uh, sexually awoken, but like I, that was a very pivotal moment <laughs> in my, my peener's career. But Oh, yes.
2: <laughs> Why did you say peener? Everything was fine, and then it just got awkward when you said peener.
1: Oh, are you going to be one of those prudes that doesn't refer to yourself coming as being milked? No, the milk thing is
0: fine. I mean, but I referred to uh, it last week as milking, as I recall in my summations for you know my immortal.
2: But like, just the word peener, just, just, I don't know, it just didn't vibe. It, it was, it's like moist with some people. It just right, like Snowflake. gave me a weird form of like odd stuff. <laughs> like, Ugh. so as Everything of right else is now, fine. Michael's new
0: name is peener. No, <laughs> no, he's oh please. my god, he's peener Greer. No. Oh, no, 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 no!
2: Hey, I'm still than Robert.
0: No, I'd rather have Robert. I feel Piener, like Peter Greer is like a bad uh,
2: wine. Uh, yeah, served with fish. it's my Peter Greer it's served with like weak old fish. Ugh. There you go. It's
1: Wal. It's Walmart red wine. Yeah.
2: Oh no, the, you're you're giving it too much of a compliment. It's like 99 cent store
1: wine. Okay, Biden shooters. Yes, you are correct. <laughs> anyway, sorry. <Thank> you. <laughs> I'm not usually the guy that has to corral it back to a topic. I'm usually the one that's like trying to push off the rails. So I don't know how to like, I don't have the diplomacy that YouTube yeah. people have.
2: Dad has to watch the kids now as opposed to mom. The uh. well,
1: anyway, Falco <laughs> who sat through dozens of pitches for Marvel properties during those years. Uh, he's quoted as saying most of them, I think I was fighting to stay awake. Um, recalls uh. taking a trip with Marvel brass to Los Angeles for a flurry of meetings during which they had a dinner with Columbia execs and screenwriter Terry Hayes. The screenwriter, quote, gave this incredible pitch from beginning to end for Black Panther, which began with a battle of Wakanda, a baby T'Challa being put on a river in a basket to be saved. Years later, he's a grown man living somewhere else, going about his life. Suddenly, he's attacked in an elevator in an elaborately choreographed fight scene with a cameo from Captain America, and the story goes from there.
0: So it's uh, coming to America as told through Wakandan eyes, basically. Okay, is that bullshit? Which one? The pitch? It, it, yes, is the is the pitch bullshit? No, the pitch is not bullshit. Okay, is is the, the so that story was actually presented that way?
1: Yes, that was what the screenwriter at dinner pre- presented.
0: That's interesting.
1: Huh. Um, and he says, "I just remember as the writer was describing the scene, I could see it in my mind." I thought, if this is our Black Panther movie, sign me up. He really had a terrific handle on the character, on the action, on the stakes, and everything else. After some time and a great deal of Snipes' effort, the project stalled. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so, and we're, we're kind of like in the home stretch here, but uh, he says, uh, ultimately, we couldn't find the right combination of script and director, and also, at the time, we were so far ahead of the game in the thinking the technology wasn't there to do what they had already created in the comic book. So it was a natural progression and readjustment. He said that uh, Black Panther and Blade had nobility. They were both fighters. So I thought, hey, we can't do the King of Wakanda and the Vibranium and the Hidden Kingdom in Africa. Let's do a Black Vampire. Fair. So, so Black That's Panther, fair. meanwhile, soon found uh, greater prominence in the comics after the Snipes Project stalled. Writer Christopher Priest and artist Mark Texeria... think that's correct to i think is how it's yeah that would be great yeah uh reinvigorated the character with the launch of a 98 marvel's knights line which offered a more modern take on shala jimmy palmiati 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 Palmiati, who along with joe casada edited the line both confirmed to the hollywood reporter that despite internet rumors to the contrary they were never tapped to work on a black panther movie in the 90s uh but palmiati palmiati is thrilled to see Bossman's interpretation of the character 20 years after he first worked with T'Challa. So he says diversity with characters has always been what comic books were about, and it's just taking the rest of the world time to catch up on a lot of things that's been done for years in the medium. I don't know why I had that in there. I think I just thought it sounded nice.
0: Well, you know, diversity is something that they're stressing a lot more in the filmic universe these days. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: I agree with the statement. I, I don't know why I didn't put that later or earlier, because then not Snipe says that over the years, people have told him how much they appreciated Blade, which helped put Marvel back on track. So remember during that time, Marvel was going through a liquidation and there were concerns that the whole company might fault, he says. And it's my understanding that film was a catalyst to his resurgence in the empire we see now. As for what Marvel Studios has become, Snipe says some of the films he really enjoys and others, not as much. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a mixed bag. Because I think the real shift is when they started bringing real character actors into the projects, people who are capable of cre- creating three-dimensional characters and story and nuance, like Robert Downey. Um, I think that he, what also made Blade a success, I, I think it's because I, I was a theatrical, classically trained stage performer background, you know, and I brought all those skills to the character of Blade.
0: There's also, like, a physicality to that character that you wouldn't have had otherwise because his martial arts background really lent a lot of credibility to the fight sequences in the same way that, like, you know, Winter Soldier for Captain America when you've got George St. Pierre there having a fight with uh, Chris Evans at the beginning. Like, those look like a couple of guys fighting as opposed to people in rubber who are throwing the worst punches in human history. These things look like it's down and dirty. They're doing anything that they can to subdue the other person, and it's not, you know, this odd slap fighting. And Snipes running around with a sword is a scary thing to behold. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That opening sequence in the the bloodbath where he's just running through, gunning folks down, and, and slicing. I them will up.
1: never forget the first time I saw that.
0: Yeah, it it officially just kind of reawakened. I should say it, it awakened my brain to the idea that you could stage an action sequence like that. One, just visually, it was brilliant. It's something that you had never seen before because you got a room where they are literally raining blood on everyone, and then he's just yep. running through and cutting swaths through bodies as they're running. Just really well done.
1: Hell yeah. Um, So as for Bosman's Black Panther, Snipes could not be more thrilled, he says. Um, And this is the end quote that I I have for for my presentation. Mm. Even though I'm not a part of this particular project, I support it 1000%. I'm absolutely convinced that it will be a catalyst for change and open other doors and other opportunities, he says. And we need that kind of diversity and different flavor now. He's a young, talented actor, and I think he's going to make it his own. I hope they give him a great opportunity to really come into the fullness of the character, which obviously this article came out before the massive success, which is why I wanted to take time at the beginning to talk about how successful it was. Mm-hmm. Um, because he did, he was very gracious of being like, you know, like it didn't work for me, but I really, really hope it works for this dude. Um And now he's in talks, like, the article goes on to say some other fun things, like, if they wanted to tap him on the shoulder to come back into the MCU, that he would be so, so ready. I mean, Guy still looks fantastic to this day. But, I mean, they did give the Blade role to somebody else in the upcoming role, but, I mean...
0: I, I think he's done it for three films, I, and it's largely just because I think they want to kind of you know take a different uh, approach. And the gentleman that they did is, um, I'm, I mispronounce his name whenever I say it, and it's, but he was uh, from True Detective season three. He was the the lead for that. I think that's who they have tapped to play Blade next.
1: Oh, I can see his face in my.
0: I can see his face. I just can't think of the name. I will look it up because we have the internet. That
1: is a thing. Oh, my lanta. Ooh, boy, howdy. While you're doing that, I will start scrolling to where I need to be for our...
0: It's Mahershala Ali is the gentleman's name. Or it's it's pronounced differently, but just from how it looks. But uh, he's a fantastic actor. I'm excited to see what he brings to the role because that will have a different sort of gravitas. But he's intimidating. He looks fantastic, so it's it's gonna be fun. I I will commend you, sir, because yeah, if there's a lie in there other than Captain America cameos, the last thing I will take a stab at is the lie. That was the only motherfucker. I was of. Was, yeah. it, was that the lie? Okay, Captain was, America cameo.
1: I, I it's the only thing man, that I could I think about of. it. Nah,
2: yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I didn't want to give up the ghost because you were so close to asking if his his screenwriter vision was correct. Okay, you mentioning Captain America early on. Before we even got there, I was like, oh, my God, this might work perfect.
0: All right. I was going to say that I think the fact that it was, you know, Captain America in the elevator and the action sequence is what is it's like it's too on the nose to what yeah, actually happened that I was like, <laughs> it's it's close to something. But
2: yeah, because I immediately that scene popped into my head from um, Civil Civil War. No, Winter, uh, Soldier. Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah Winter
1: and they Soldier. also do a reprisal of it. in. Yes end game when they do the time traveling bit which i thought was a nice nod it's brilliant uh, particularly with the that, that is america's it.
0: ass so michael get on the ball sir <laughs> there's no excuse at this point
1: uh yeah so uh so so that was that was the whole kip and caboodle well done that was my first presented topic in uh probably this whole year well uh, i i was impressed. yes i do believe it is and that was great Thank you. I will send my sources over to you, Michael, because usually you guys just have the master thing anyway, so oh, you yeah, don't have yeah. worry about it. But I'll send it with the music.
0: Nice. Okay. Well, and Sounds I will send my regards to San Francisco. Is that a is that mean, a train reference? No, that's just an, I'm an old man. Please disregard. Oh. So our It's a lot uh, like yours. Are we uh do we wanna I I- inject a little fun here before we get into the, the depths of depravity that is my immortal? yeah let's do it we haven't had a moment for this for a while and i think that uh, i have so many of these stockpiled we need to start breaking some of them out uh we have uh let's do a fuck Mary kill here gentlemen okay uh since john technically chose last time so i've I've claimed this now each time michael i'm gonna make you choose this time so we have the jedi i'm kidding go for it you
1: have i know i'm dumb No, it's,
0: I I just, we can't be one note here. I have a very broad palette that I've painted, so. uh, Who's next on the Jedi Fuck, Mary Kilt? So previously we had Dictator Edition and the Jedi Edition, so I'm going to go with new things. So we have Killer Edition, Monster Edition, Presidential Edition, Wizard and Witch Editions, uh, Archie Edition, Comics Edition, and uh, Music Edition.
2: Hmm, I'm gonna have to go presidents for 500. All right,
0: presidential edition. It will be the fuck, marry, kill choices, and we are going to. We're not on YouTube, so please feel free to tear into this as much as you would like. The three purported coxmen amongst presidents, as listed: uh, Mister Donald Trump, William Jefferson Clinton, and John Fitzgerald Kennedy.
2: Oh. Ooh. Wow, this is easy. Um, uh, uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna kill Trump, not for any reason to him, but because given the proclivities of the other two, in that they actually do more than just grab someone by the pussy, if you know what I mean. Um, I would assume that they would be in for a better time, either mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. Um, now for the Mary and the fuck, I would. <laughs> i would go with clinton for mary just because i feel like i don't know i i i have a good political career ahead of me I well mean, i yeah, i can I was, all uh... and and maybe he can pass me you know a couple of the the uh female aides when he's done
0: with them um or we, before if, i mean if we're if we're going whole hog on to this my friend you said we're not on youtube so I'm, we, i gotta get it no, all out i mean we're we're not going in a sidebar here you are not in a heterosexual partnership where you're tag teaming people with these folks you are oh, in you a, be bisexual yeah i mean that's possible but at the same
1: time but we're talking about fuck like, you, you are you have going to, to be the marriage and you married are into it, it.
2: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm I'm saying I'm I'm talking about the perks in addition to marriage with him.
0: But I was going to say, yeah, you're going to be dealing with the fact that he's stepping out on you constantly. So if you want any semblance of not having the swinging not relationship. A really
1: good, not a really good COVID partner to have. No, no, no. I don't know how many people he's been around.
0: Well, considering that, as far as I'm aware, Kennedy has had a lot more. Um, also, this gentleman claims that oral sex is not sex. So uh, you're getting taxed in ways that you're not prepared for, Michael.
2: I, if it doesn't fall off, then it's good, right? Right, uh, right, John? That's
0: what John said. That's it. How yeah. it works.
1: Yeah. Exactly.
2: Uh and then obviously I would I would fuck uh Kennedy. Um just because I also feel like I feel like he might be a more passionate lover. I don't he know. Certainly had something practice. Just, yes, yes, exactly. If you can bag, you know, like Marilyn Monroe allegedly. I was
0: gonna say if you're going to go with the the rogues gallery of individuals that each of these folks have claimed to have had physical Congress with Clinton's is a sketchy bunch of folks to meet, you know, at the uh, the Golden Corral at 2:30 in the morning after a big bad drunk. Those are the sort of women you're looking at and this god that's bad territory for disparaging right now, but yeah, comparatively, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll take what what Kennedy was bringing in.
1: Okay, well, I uh I think I unless Shane is going to have something very remarkable, um I think I am I'm also on the to kill Trump. Um but I'm Opposite you, Michael, I think I would only fuck Clinton because I think that he's probably had like he's he's the come and go, you know, like he's he knows what he's doing or he knows what he likes enough that we can get this going quick, probably back alley and back of a car. Um, Whereas to your point, I think Kennedy would be very passionate and I would rather be married to a passionate man. You make a good point, actually. Yes, yes, you do. And also, uh, I, if I am buying in the situation, and maybe Polly and bi, hmm. then and I'm back in time. And this is assuming that I'm not just trying to have sex with a, a corpse. Um, <laughs> no, of Marilyn course. Monroe is with me. Yeah, you know, we're we're a Hopefully, thruple. Hopefully,
0: unless he's lying to you about it, as he did with presumably his wife. That's fine. But I mean, we're we're going to try to keep a woke perspective. I am going to have a dramatically different approach to this than Ooh. than either of you gentlemen. Okay. Uh, and this I'm I, this is totally the sperm of the moment. Pardon my pun. <laughs> uh, I think, firstly, I'm going to do this in reverse order. So from the marriage end, I'm going to share that with uh, with John. And I'm going to go with Kennedy. Because I'm not going to need to be married for very long. So I can oh. afford to <laughs> explore any number of other options once I've tried it on for a bit. And, you know, I like Massachusetts. It's a nice place to be. Bruh. It's going to put a bulletproof oh. shield around your heart. Woo! And, you know, he's he's Catholic, oh. so I wouldn't have to pull out. Uh, and, oh, boy, uh, howdy. For our dear friend, Mr. Clinton, I believe that is going to be my uh, my glorious, uh, you know, kill. Oh. Uh, because he's, he's perpetrated a, a lot of joyful things on this country, not the least of which all of the ramifications of what we've had to deal with, with his wife running around and caterwauling for the past 20 years. Uh, okay, yeah, And uh, I'm sure there's a lot of Somali folks that would probably agree with me that Clinton could use to get a little headhunting here. But let me tell you why I'm going to fuck Trump. One, <laughs> it's a catchy catchphrase, and I think I want to have it you know, sort of broadbanded as much as humanly possible. Surely it's taking it literally. Yes. And uh, <laughs> as of right now, I'm going to pin that bastard down and do to him what so many people have claimed he's done to them, which is fuck Ooh. him to death. I will Ooh. penetrate that man to the point that he's bleeding rectally to the point that he will also die. So I can fuck Trump and live with the fact that I, like South Park characters, have managed to drive that man into the loam face first. I, I like that. think that, that is
1: hilarious. Yeah. Um, and for everyone else that's now watching hi welcome funny jokes podcast thing we're having a Uh, good time here hashtag
2: literally fuck trump
0: yes
1: don't (laughs) don't at me here this is just we're having a
2: good
0: time we're trying to laugh Um,
1: (sighs) yeah thanks also for reminding me about the most depressing season of south park of all fucking time where they're like there's no way that he's going to get elected so we're just going to turn garrison into an orange buffoon for the majority of the season and then having to literally end the whole season with oh (laughs)
0: Fuck. <laughs> yep uh this is reality folks we didn't want to come back to it but unfortunately it keeps slapping us in the face like uh our president our the cheeto face twat waffle as otherwise known in social circles that i'm a part of so um we can escape away from reality for one more go mm, um, indeed
2: into some terrible terrible fan fiction i think that is a reasonable place to start
0: john uh, are you going to continue with the uh, the introduction here
1: Yeah. Um, How many on this podcast, how many of us are voice actors? One. Literally (laughs) one person. And it's Shane. It's always been Shane. It's only ever going to be Shane. I describe Shane as the anchor uh, because he has the most lines and he's the only one that is responsible enough enough to do it well.
0: I am a golden
1: (laughs) god! Watch. One day, John, I will get voice actor training (laughs) somehow.
2: And professionally I'll, and then I'll show you
1: employed to use his voice for good evil and uh you know everything else in between yeah that one anyway, time <laughs> so michael for some reason in his earlier 20s sick depravity somehow got really attached to the world's worst fan fiction which if i remember correctly we covered in episode 25 correctamundo yes. mm-hmm. so as shane said last week if you want a quick uh, quick synopsis on what you're getting yourself into,
0: um, go there. Or if you want the Oprah arcing tale so that you can see this thing to its fruition and know what you're getting into ahead of time so you get a better context, I think it might help. If you don't know what the hell's going on, that episode will balance and ground you into the story and the world we're inhabiting.
1: A little bit. And also, I haven't re-listened to that episode, but I'm sure it's completely different than what we do now. Um, <laughs> but... That being said, uh, for some reason, Michael is a sadist and wants to uh, wanted to create an audiobook version of that fanfiction, which is called My Immortal. And again, I'm not going to commit the author's name to memory because I don't even think they exist.
2: Well, the author exists, whether or not that's their real name is definitely a matter of debate. So that's that's a fair it
0: point. It could be
1: their nom de plume.
0: Bless but you.
1: As. <laughs> yeah. As I'm as we mentioned uh almost at the top of this episode, it's kind of like a B side to our episodes as we chunk along chapters um in the ever growing pursuit of completing the audiobook and releasing it as one collective whole, which God have mercy on you if you decide to dumb down actually, no. I lost my train of thought. Anyway, God have mercy on me when I try and edit it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fair uh, i'm dreading it the, but to bring jurassic park back in it's the we spent all this time asking if we could and we never stopped stop to think if we should
0: <laughs> what i'm saying right now is you know when my immortal breaks down it's not that ebony will eat the tourists uh, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, and also, I think at the time, the reason we got into doing this was is that Michael was, we were all very pleased with the way the episode came out. It was kind of a turning point for us as a podcast. It yes. kind of changed how we approached our delivery through this, because otherwise it was, you know, an hour and a half of me droning on about people being tortured in Stanford, which is not as easily uh, sort of digestible. And then an hour really and a half your, of you're rock
1: bottom on this show, isn't it? It feels it like it all the time. Well, the reason being is by the time we got
0: through that recording session, it was our third of the day. And then it was like in the last one, the both of you were just dead sitting next to me in the room. And I'm watching your faces just not register Slack. anything. So, yeah, it was kind of, uh, you know, what happened in last week's My Immortal, as a matter of fact, is kind of what it felt like. Is I, I just shocked you into
1: submission.
2: Well, what yeah. did happen well,
0: in last week's?
2: Hold on.
1: Let's be thankful. Shane brought this up. Let's be thankful real quick. We have ironed it out. We mm-hmm. don't record three episodes at a time anymore. <laughs> yeah. Thank fuck. Yes. Um, but anyway, yeah, I'm ready for a synopsis so that I can, you know, pretend that I remember what happened.
0: Oh, yes. Well, we'll try to get you back immersed as we go into our previously on My Immortal. In chapter 28, brought to you us by the word Alabastered, uh, Ebony confesses her dark task of seducing Voloxmort to Draco and Vampire. Draco is concerned Ebony may bake up with him. That's bake up with him, kid. Uh, stoner lingo is very strange. Uh, <laughs> they French sexily, and Vampire, the queasy little cuck that he is, videotapes them in their latest episode of Nightwalker, Texas Wangslanger. Uh This is perfectly fine and acceptable, of course, because Ebony and Draco gave him permission to film their dirty dancing, or at least we're assured in the course of the context here. Uh, However, the act is interrupted, coitus interrupted, by an agog magongle and Snopes. Debunked. Chapter 29 sees the children left alone with Snape, who proceeds to provocatively buffalo bill dance at them whilst cracking a whip like a lion tamer, having first elected to garb the carmel. That is literally translated there, which as far as I'm aware translates to grab the camera for those who are not afflicted with dyslexia. A web of bizarre blackmail is woven wherein each has compromising photos or videos of the other, and Snape then produces the said whips to end the chapter, which then leads into chapter 30, where it is revealed that Snape has a dork mark on his dongle, which is a breed of disturbing that we haven't heretofore been forced to confront. Thank you, Michael. Uh, Snap (sighs) subsequently proceeds to play naked torture time with our characters in events that I don't feel like attempting to further describe beyond his assistance that uh, Ebony stab vampire with a knife, he magically manifests, uh, and lest Snape rap Draco, or I should say snap rap Draco, perhaps he's someone's secret Santa, who knows, or maybe he meant battle rap, he just wanted to, you know, stage it off with him, who knows. In any event, Snape's sinister plot, get it, is foiled (laughs) when Ebooby sends telepathetic messages through her vampire powers to have the boys destruct Snipe. She shited her wound, or shot her wand, or shot her wad, who the fuck knows at this point. Cries Croceo and texts Sirius, who arrives in the nick of time or the knickers of time, along with Professor Sinister. Snape then attempts to lie and claim he was merely teaching the children something. (coughs) It's another one of those, you know, spare the rod, spoil the child kind of scenarios, apparently. (laughs) but uh, Sirius then chains him up as Dr. Mrs. Sinister exits with Ebony. Leading us to chapter 31, because we were gluttons last week and got through four of these bloody things, at where they haven't gone anywhere. So she says, come on, Ebony, let's go.
1: And then they're all still sitting around. Fuck's sake. It's kind of like that that sequence on uh, Legion season one, where there's like four episodes just to get you back to the cliffhanger. Yes.
0: Uh, So anyway, a tit-for-tat back and forth between Snape and Sirius occurs, wherein we learn that Buffy rocks and Snap is a son of a bitka. Uh, Ebony produces Volremort Serum, which Sirius administers to Snape. They tape record Snape's confession because this is the early aughts, and phones are apparently not that sophisticated yet in a realm where
2: fucking magic is possible!
0: (laughs) Draco and Vampire are taken to the nurse by Lucius and Sinister, takes Ebony to a room cloyed in darkness and banned posters, like every other fucking room in Hogwarts, apparently. It is seduction time. In Magic Land. Be Luddy Mary, who is called Hermione in a blatant loss of continuity because it's the first time we've lurked back into her being her original character name. Uh, Darkness and Willow are there to assist with preparations, a.k.a. dressing her like a goth sorority sex worker on her way to a fraternity party and Halloween. Sinister preps her to go back in Tim, which uh, will apparently take multiple trips. A Blake gun is provided lest the dirty fail to remove his vile spermies, uh, and a black time tuner. Because I believe it's going to head back to a (laughs) (laughs) B-flat. (laughs) Ha,
2: music humor.
0: They throw a pensive in front of her, da tush sin is given, and in seconds flat, Ebony's bobbing for assholes. She awakens in front of the school, confronted by the quote-unquote hottest goth guy she has ever seen, And isn't that a revelation worth sticking around for friends and neighbors? And this one looks like Mikey Way. Here's to a change of pace, at least, fuck's sake. With uh, Billy Joe Armstrong's glorious green eyes. And it's right. It's Tom Bombadil. (laughs) One, one, (laughs) one, one. (sighs) So that gets us to where we are right now. The glorious Tom Bombadil made me cry. And because I forgot.
1: Um, and if you've made it this far, then you've probably listened to the other entries, unlike Jesse. Um, and Jesse, if you're listening now, welcome back. I'm sorry. Yeah, um, love and so kisses. Everything, everything that Michael has taken from the fanfic is verbatim. So he essentially has just assigned roles and characters to, to us, but everything is exactly how it is in the fanfiction, which is riddled with grammatical errors and just life- errors it is and misspellings and nonsense it is fucking atrocious it is an assault to the brain which is why i think it's great that we've subjected shame to this for so long the man who doesn't like slapstick comedies because of how low brow that they are and now he is forced in this seventh level of hell <laughs> reading say... a book
0: Reading this is the closest thing that I am going to have to suffering a literal stroke in my life <laughs> thus far, hopefully.
1: So there's, They said there's, create a legacy, and you did not think they meant this.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, so there's two things that I want to cover. First off, I made a note for you, John, for your new character that you'll be vo- voicing, yep. um, young Voldemort. Did we say, say
1: pinch, nose, right?
2: uh yes i'm trying to remember exactly how he sounds
1: kind of like this (laughs) yeah so i think if i just put this i think this is satan's voice there you go all
2: right um and then the other thing i want to um i will leave it up to you guys because i did find an answer in the later chapters what year does she travel to what year is it Yes, what year? I want you to be able to figure that out. No, they did not go to the moon. My... Hogwarts is in uh, England. Michael, can not I do a bit moon. of,
0: uh, you know, like revisiting here? You say what year is it very frequently. Are you quoting Terminator when you say that, or is there another thing you're quoting here?
2: Uh, I actually can't remember the reference. Back to the future. I think, it, yes, yes, no, it is Back to the Future. Uh, what year is it? Um, yes. What yes, year yes, is it? it? Yes.
0: All right, because they also, in the original Terminator, when Mike, Michael Bean comes back, he, you know, falls down next to the indigent individual who goes like, Oh, hey, buddy, you just see a real bright light. And uh, so Michael Bean grabs him and shakes him. He says, What's the date? What day is it? And he says, It's May third He's like, No, what's the year? So the, you always say it with a similar sort of delivery there. So oh. I wasn't sure whether you were quoting, you know. Terminator that's fair not, but,
2: it also right. just could be my general like brain depre- deterioration, or your genital, just genital the two way you were saying it hasn't are, are fallen off it's
1: not of a or yeah those are
2: the only two points so like i'll ask you at the end of our whole reading not the end of each chapter but the end of this uh, section and see you know what you think here cool. is
0: well shane let's do this except i don't have to say anything because it doesn't start with me well, you well, still have I'm to. Well, s- I'm. I know. I gotta <laughs> <it. So, laughs> do
1: the thing because I listened to this week's episodes so that I could hear the music cue. Oh, yeah. well done. Welcome back. I'm proud of it.
0: Ah, so welcome to my immortal, as presented by the Discord Podcast Cast, Chapter Thirty Two. Hi. Oh. <laughs> okay.
2: No. No. Okay. <laughs> Take 32, I'll cut out all the other takes before that. Hi,
0: I said flirtily.
2: I'm Nobi Wei, the new student.
0: I shock my pale handes with their black noil polish with
1: him. The name's Tom, he said. But you can call me Satan. That's my middle name. We shock hands. Well, come on, we have to go upstairs.
0: Satan said. I followed him.
2: Hey, Satan, do you happen to be a fan of Grande?
0: Sins, MCR, and... I I should clarify, this is a parenthetical, so... Sins, MCR, and Evinesens don't exist yet, Then, I asked. Oh my fucking God, how did you know? Satan gasped. Actually, I like GC a lot, too. Get it? Cause GC did that song, I Just Wanna Live, that's outed. Really, 80s?
2: OMG, me too.
0: I replied happily. Guess what? They have a concert in Hogsmeade. Satan whispered.
2: Hogsmeade?
0: I asked.
1: Yeah. That's what they used to call it in these times before it became Hogsmeade in 2000. He told me all...
0: secretly. And there's a really cool shop called
1: Hot Topic.
0: I finished happy again. He frowned confusedly. No, it's called
1: Hot Issue.
0: He smiled skirtively again.
1: And then in 1998, they changed it to Hot Topic.
0: He moaned. Oh. Now everything was making sense for me. Oh, good, you're the one.
2: So is Dumbledore your Prince Pill?
0: I shouted. Uh-huh. He uh-huh. looked. He <gasps> looked. Fuck me! <laughs> <sighs> All right, I'm gonna go for my shouted again. I shouted. Uh huh. He looked at his black nails. I'm in Slytherin.
2: Oh um, my g sh me too.
0: I sh- shreddeded a shredded kid. <laughs> you got to this skull? Get it cuz I'm gothic?' he asked.
2: Yeah, that's why I'm here. I'm new.
0: I smelled hap illy Suddenly, Dumbledore flew in on his broomstick and started shredding at us angrily. No talking in the halls. He had short blonde hair. And he was wearing a polo shirt from American Ogle Outfitters. Stupid goffs, Satan rolled his eyes. It's so mean to us goss and punks just because we're a Slytherin and we're not preps. I turned around angrily.
2: Actually, I think maybe it's because you're the Barque Lord.
0: WTF? He asked angrily.
2: Oh, nothing.
0: I said sweetly. Then suddenly the floor opened.
2: Oh, MFG, no, I scrammed as I fell down. Everyone looked at me weirdly.
0: Could you please say feel down because I love that? Oh, sorry,
2: sorry, you're right, you're right, you're right. Oh, MFG, no, I scrammed as I feel down. Schemed. (laughs) Oh!
0: It's tough, man, trust me, I Uh, know. Okay, okay, okay.
2: Oh, I'm you no, I schemed as I feel down. Everyone looked at me, weirdly.
0: Hey, where are you going? Satan asked as I fell. I got out of the hole. And it was bake in the pensive in Professor in Professor Trevelry's classroom. Dumbly-dumb was dur. dumbly door, I think I just met you, I said. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Dumbledore said, trying to be all gothic. Sinister came in. Hey, this is my classroom Wait,
1: WTF Ebony, what the hell are you doing? Um. I looked at her. Oh yeah, I forgot about that.
2: With how?
0: I screamed, forgetting she was a teacher for a second. But she's a goth, so it's okay. Professor Sinister
1: looked sad. And I was drinking Vladmart Serum.
0: She started to cry black tears of depression. Dumbly dumb didn't know about them.
1: Hey, are you crying tears of
0: blood? He asked, curiously. Tushing a tear?
1: Fuck, Fuck off. off!
0: We both said, and Dumbly dumb took his hand away. Professor Sinister started crying again in her chair, sobbing, limpid tears.
1: Oh, Ebony! I, I think I'm addicted to But Serum. Scriptwriter's note. I feel like I need to include the author's note in here to end the chapter. You can read it if you want Shane. Fuck you, Shane. I did it, John. What? Actually, it, it's the author's note is what follows
0: here. The author's note is, See you, fuck King. Perhaps uh, go for usula XXX. That's Sarah's issues. 20. Go to hell one 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 two
1: so now how would you say that if you were a person that was driving yourself to work and not being dropped off yeah if you didn't you know get <laughs> hit, if you didn't get hit by a happy slapper at
0: some time in the course of your life uh it is see you fucking preps go fuck yourselves that's serious issues I don't know why she says serious so, issues. Oh,
1: so oh, go so to go hell! Help. Yes.
2: Because she's so adding they, a serious of topic that, huh? Of
0: the, addiction.
2: Uh, yes, addiction is a serious topic, John. What's I'm surprised Voldemort you would even serum. <laughs> Voldemort. I think that's uh, the the truth serum.
0: Veritas serum, as otherwise yes. known,
2: yes. With like wizard
1: heroin. <laughs> i don't
0: see why truth serum would be something that one would enjoy taking it's, it's... i i
2: have no idea i mean she used it correctly in the previous I really chapter like the truth. but then this happened but i mean hey that's serious issues for you we can't choose how and when they appear. They're just serious issues. I also
0: love that she's actively engaging with all of you know those who are her detractors online, and so the vocal detractors she's now arguing with by including stupid shit in the, the storytelling.
2: Oh, she's she's <sighs> done that. She does that every chapter. Right. That's why I don't include it because it's pretty much like, "Fuck you, preps. Uh, give me reviews. If not, I'll cut my wrists." Thanks, Raven, for the edits, girl. Wow. She says that pretty much every other time. Okay. Um, the other time that she pointed at something was when initially people were upset that Voldemort said motherfuckers in, like, chapter two or three. And she said, he he had a headache, okay? So, that's <laughs> why he cussed. Isn't it
0: Dumbledore had a headache?
2: Yes, Dumbledore had a headache. Oh,
0: that's I thought you said, said. Voldemort. Oh, no, no, no. Trust me, I, I can understand you not, you know, keeping a coherent thought in your head at this point after we've just got... This feels like that scene in Goodfellas where they've got a he- guy's head trapped in a vice and they're just, you know, cra- or is it Casino where they're doing that? Uh, yeah, it's Casino. I don't recall. Yeah, so in any event, I feel like this is our brain trapped in a vice where we're just trying to make sense of this nonsense.
1: Hey, okay, do you guys remember what voice I did for Lupin?
2: I can't remember. I think you must have done something just plain. All right. I'm that was, yeah, that was when uh, Snape and Lupin were introduced, and we pretty much we did the same thing. Yeah,
1: yeah. All right, cool. All right, well, I'm good then.
2: Oh, wait, no. Did you have someone try and be like Herbert from Family Guy, the the old um,
0: pedophile? Uh, if we're going to do that, please give it to me. Okay. All right, Shane, you're All a right. Lupin, you. You're Lupin from you,
1: now on doing Herbert's voice. Done. All right. <laughs> uh, all right man. here Lupin we doesn't are really
2: appear much so that that's perfectly fine
0: handy <laughs> i thought you were gonna say slooping uh, Sloopin uh. Sloopin'. uh. okay wishes. chapter 33 oh my fucking god one i shoot it sadly should
2: we get you to Saint manga's bitch
1: how now she said Listen, eggoggy. I need your help. Next time you go back in Tim, do you think you cut asked Tom and us to some help?
2: Sure, I said sadly. I went outside the door. Draco was there, one one one. He was wearing a big black GCT shit. <laughs> <Damn it. laughs> I practiced that line oh okay okay
0: okay i okay. also will, will clarify here that trying. it's it's including what would normally be narration in her dialogue which is fabulous sent, yep it was contained in the quotation uh, mark yes.
2: so i read that yep <sighs> sure i said sadly i went outside the door draco was there one 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 he was <laughs> god damn it
1: take it from the one
2: he was wearing a big black GCT shit, which was his pananimous. <laughs> hey, sexy,
0: I said. How are you going, Abby? He asked, in his voice, was so sexy and low, kind of like Gerard Way when he's talking. Fine, I responded. We stared. To go back into Dadorm. How
1: far did you go with Satan?
0: Draco asked jealously. Not too far, lol. I borked. Will you have to do it with him? Draco asked angstily.
2: I hop not too far. One, one, one.
0: I shouted angrily. Then I felt bad, to shooting at him. I said sorry. We Frenched.
2: What happened to Snipe?
0: I growled. You will see. Draco giggled mistressly. He opened a door. Snap-nud-lumpkin was there. One-one. Sirius was pokering dem by stagging dem with a blake niff. No! Pause! One-one-one-one. Lumpkin bagged as Sirius started. Good God. Okay, this is about to get really, really rough. <laughs> yes. Lumpkin bagged as Sirius started to suck his blood. I laughed statistically. I talk some photons of him and snap, Bing torqued. Okay, this is a parenthetical. Okay, I know this is men, but think about it, Pepple. They are pedos. and Snap, trid to rap them. And anyway, sad is rock. Has anyone seen Shark Attack? Three lols. Okay, well, that's a therapy session just in and of itself. Uh. <laughs> All right, so she is claiming that these these gentlemen are are pedophiles. So they deserve what's happening to them. Snape did try to molest some children. And yeah, have you seen (sighs) Stark? Okay. Back in. We took some of Snipe's blod. Then Draco and I went bake to our rooms. We sat on my gothic Blake coffin. My clothes were kind of dirty, so I pot on a Blake Lever outfit, fingy, kind of like the one sualine haze in undre word, parenthetical, if you haven't heard, as in cattle, heard of it, done, fook, ooh, one, one, one.
1: And I put so on. lean in underworld? Yes.
0: I put on some Blake platform high heels. Draco put on Desolation Livers by MCR. Then we started to take of each other's clothes. I talk of his shit. And he had a six-pack. LOLS. We started to MAC. Out like in Dugrudge, he pot his wetness in my you know what sexily. I gut an orgy.
2: Oh, Draco!
1: Sorry, that's the longest paragraph I think you've ever had to read that was that bad. Can you just say what it might say normally? (laughs) Are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean there's there's a
0: degree to which my translation here uh oh god okay Uh, all right yes i I can i'll I'll give it a whirl so they took some of of snape's blood (laughs) because they're all vampires and they're drinking from him and then uh her clothes were dirty so she put on a black leather outfit fingy Uh, Kind of like what Celine is wearing in Underworld. So a very form-fitting leather bodysuit for no reason. Because one, that's going to be easy to take off. Uh, So she put on some black uh, platform high heels as well. Draco throws on some MCR to set the mood. And then they start to take off each other's clothes. So she puts on a leather outfit to get back out of it immediately. Uh, Then she took off his shirt. He has a lovely six-pack. They started to make out like in the Grudge. I have no idea. <laughs> I don't recall when there was a. At one point where, yeah, and then he put uh, his his wetness his wetness <laughs> in her. You know what? And she got an orgasm as opposed to she got she got an orgy. Holy hell! You're welcome. And back in.
2: Oh, Draco! One, one, one. One, 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 one. Oh, my fucking good Draco. One, 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 one.
0: I screamed passively as he got an er eructation.
1: I love you, Ta every
0: He whispered sexily, and then we fell
1: asleep. Lol. Okay, well, well, that we took a break uh... from all the heavy content to have a sex scene. Um, here's the thing.
0: <laughs> oh no. <laughs> For, any- <laughs> For anyone here who is a big fan of Hellraiser, and in particular Hellraiser 2, where we get to see how Pinhead was created, this is how I feel like, you know, or this is what I feel like every time we do this thing, is that someone is just, you know, randomly pounding nails into my head with some sort of gyrating penis, and that's basically what reading this story feels like.
1: Well, with that being said, are you ready for the final chapter of this oh, week yes. that starts I'm off with a half like another big paragraph? Yep, I wookie. Yes,
0: I'm I'm so ready for this. <laughs> all right, chapter 34. I woke up in da coffin de next day. Draco was gone. I got up and put on a black tight saxa dress that was all ripped at the end. There was red corset stuff going up fornt and de bake, and it came up to my knees. There was a slit in the dress. Lick in, in Mister and, and Missus Smith. Smith. Uh, shit. <laughs> there was Mr. Mr. <laughs> there was a slit in the dress. Lick in Mister and Mister Smith. I pot on a ripped. I pot on ripped Blake fishnets and black Stilton boots. Suddenly, Sorius cocked on the door, I hopened it. Oh, shit. Hello, that's me. <clears throat> Forgive me, me, I'm not, not used to, to, to having, having characters, characters so, so my brain, brain doesn't translate. All All right. brain. I hopened it. Hi, Ibeni. He said... Guess what you have to come to, Professor Sinister's office. Okay, I said in a depressed voice. I had wanted to fuk Draco or maybe lesson to MCR or Yvonne Scans. I came anyway.
2: So, what the fuck happened to Snipin' Lupin?
0: I asked Sorius flirtily. I fucking tortured him he answered in a statistic way. They're in Azcabian Naya Lull I laughed evilly.
2: Where are Draco and
0: Fapira? I muttered. They are excused from school to day. Sodomise moaned sexily. Right now. Dare watching da nightmare before Xmas. We went into da office. Professor Sinister was there. She was wearing a gothic black dress that was all ripped all over. It kinda like da one Amy Lee wears in Dispick, with a fucking hyperlink following, which we are not going to include. Nope, the hyperlink was actually not there. It was just HTTP
2: forward slash, and that was it. Hey, if you do a, <laughs> a
0: quick search for Amy Lee onto webs, I'm sure that you can find some sort of her wearing, you know, ripped clothing. I bet it's happened.
2: I, I would Google search Amy Lee with the gothic black dress that was all ripped all over it, kind of like.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. cool. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> she was drinking some Voximort Serum. She took out pensive and the time Torner.
1: her. you'll have to do another session now. Also, I need you to get me the cure for being addicted, she said sadly. Good luck. Thanks.
0: And then I jumped into the Prensive again. Suddenly, I looked around. I was in Da Great Hall, eating Count Chorcula. It was morning. I was sitting next to Satan. On a table was a tall, gothic man with long black hair, pale skin, and blue eyes wearing a suit and black Cronvress shoes. He looked just like Charlin Manson. I noticed he was drinking a portent. Who's he, 1 1?
1: I asked. Oh, that's Professor Slutborn, Satan said. He's the port's teacher. Ebony? Yeah? I asked. Do you know that Marilyn Manson is playing at Hans? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> firstly we'll, we'll, we'll reel back john's poor sinuses but also it's it's uh marilyn mason so we'll get to marilyn mason here oh god
1: did you know that marilyn mason is playing in hogs tonight and they are showing the exercise at the movies before that. Yeah? Well, want to go to the contort at the movie with me? Uh,
0: are we stopping there or are we doing chat? Yes. Yes, do yes, we're I'm done. Okay.
1: Yes, I'm stopping. <laughs> that, how, uh, uh, yeah. Hey, there's another concert
2: like... of Meet everyone.
1: Yeah, that's Woo! my favorite thing of all time is the... Uh, that's a serious thing he's like reeling back like there's something super important to the plot now, but no it's the thousandth concert that happens in hogsmeade
0: so yes i think if we're talking about you know trying to identify when the time is that satan is attending you know hogwarts which should be if we're going canonically you know it, what the 1950s maybe yeah, uh yeah the 1950s i believe 50s or 60s but all of mm-hmm. a sudden it's what two to t- like two to three years beforehand where he's he's suddenly like dramatically aged or i mean let, think about when was marilyn manson really in like full popularity maybe 98 i was gonna say mid 90s or early aughts you know so if we're talking full, full like popularity pop- be yes so, i mean so what he's She's time traveled. And then, so Green Day is also a thing, which that's going to put us around like 96 to 98 range, maybe. So, yeah, she's she's traveled back in time like a decade. Yeah, Michael, do you know the
1: answer? Uh,
2: yes, because I actually wrote this down earlier. Um, according to another time travel thing that we run into later, she goes to nineteen eighty.
0: <laughs> now, I mean, if we want to argue for the you know mid nineties to early aughts, if we're trying, it
2: has to be before ninety eight because hot issue becomes hot topic in ninety eight, according to all right
0: Satan, who even though if he shouldn't know. Now, that, I mean, even this, we're if we're talking now, if this is ninety eight and hot issue is transitioning, let's say this is as it's happening. Uh, it would work if we're talking Tom Riddles is also Satan, which I mean, if we're t- this is Ebony apologizing beyond belief here, or I should say Raven apologizing. Uh, that would make sense because you've got Tom Riddle who may be or you know in his twenties working at whatever non-hot topic clothing store he's working at, but of course there's also Voldemort who's you know a grown adult with no nose at the same time. So unless he's Clark Kent to Superman, Tom Rids to Vloxmort, there's no way that this is happening. So I mean, there's just there's no sense to be found. I don't know why I'm trying to find it, but I mean, just I'm trying to glue pieces together. Yeah, at this point, you it. just
1: you need know, to uh, you know just just eat the hate filled burrito. Just, just let it go. To, uh, to Craig from you, yeah, yeah. I yes. love it
2: though. I love it so much. Why? <laughs> I don't know why. It's just like this sick fascination. It's a character study into. I, uh, I don't know. It's just
0: like... It is like a, a sick peek behind the curtain into internet culture, yes. particularly fan fiction culture and you know those who were enjoying populating Tumblr at the time. But uh, man, this just makes me want to... If I had my finger on the button to exterminate humanity, this would make me push it twice. Yeah,
1: I don't think the world ever asked for what's probably going to be a 10 or 12 hour audiobook uh, of it. And... Uh, yeah, I, I still think to this, uh, even more so now as it gets more and more ludicrous, I think it's the, the yes ending on the author's part. And I do think still that it is parody and it's satirical. It um, better be. I don't think that there is, there, it's just too purposefully fucked. Agreed. There's yes. too many things in it that, that happens. Like there's too many spelling mistakes or too many, like, misremembering of characters that there's no way if the person was that unintelligent I don't think they'd be able to remember their own password to get back onto their computer or remember where a power button is or you know know how to turn on the lights enough to get to write
0: (laughs) there are too many words that are if you consider the connotation is what makes it funny there is someone who has a grasp of the English language that you wouldn't expect from someone who's a simpleton so yes that does Shane admitted statistically it, it does encourage <laughs> your favor for saying this is something that was written satirically. I just wish that there granted we are poking fun at fan fiction. So it's, that's why this is reprehensible and it's just ghastly nonsense. But you know, I, the, the literature major in my head right now is just screaming for some semblance of coherency and I am just not getting it.
1: Yeah. You're, you're unlearning how to be a, a better uh, English
0: at least I'm reading things as as palate cleansers. You know, I've just completed the the Mister Mercedes trilogy, and so I'm I've been reading good things to keep me. Well, that's subjective, but uh, something better than this certainly. What better, well
2: written, like much better written, without even trying. Material, material. I think just... much
1: more gooder.
0: <laughs> I think Stephen King in a fever dream or morphine addled Coke Stephen King has proven he is better than this nonsense. Oh, substantially. Uh, <clears throat> yes, without question, well, uh, thank you for subjecting us to this, Michael, as always, we sh- really appreciate having another reason to commit suicide uh, later. Oh, as just endorsed wait. by this thing. Just wait uh. until
2: the full audio book is out it's gonna it's gonna be great.
0: Oh, I'm sure, and then we get to move on to even more fertile grounds, like the, you know, the Christian Hogwarts. Oh yes, I'm so excited. Hey guys, so no, excited. I
1: thought the uh, the Bible doesn't have an audiobook, so maybe we could take our our shot at that next.
2: I would only and read it if it was begets. fan fiction. I would only read I would read fan fiction of the Bible.
1: It's the greatest story never told, as far as I'm concerned, right Oh, now. speaking of Michael, and I've always been curious to do this. Maybe it could be like a, a group. Uh, a palette cleanser that we can mm-hmm. just read the first issue okay but there okay. is a comic that is called the bible 2 and i think i saw one of the cover cover arts for it was jesus oh uh on top of a velociraptor like writing a velociraptor with an ak in his hand
2: oh i have um, seen that
1: picture <clears throat> so maybe maybe it's a palette cleanser down the line we can just read the first issue um, maybe just buy one copy. We'll just send it to each other, or something, or an ebook, and just like pass it around or something.
0: <sighs> well, I think that's, that's mean, a reasonable to thing Shane to approach. Himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we're getting there. We're inching closer and closer. I'm so happy. Well, I believe that that little, you know, compressive sandwich of disgust and disdain is going to finally just seal itself closed into a panini of absolute painful disgust. For this week's glory-filled edition of the Disinformed Podcast, gentlemen, is there anything we want to impart before we uh, move on? Um, no, birds aren't
1: real. Mm-hmm. No, I... We covered that. Yes. Oh, because uh, I don't think I don't think that I could. Well, I could ask this on on the After Dark, but I'd rather just ask it now to take us out. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you are eating your own shit. A lot and you burp, is it technically farting?
0: Well, I guess we're going with uh we appreciate you listening to this podcast and we <laughs> really glad that you are not a fecophiliac like Mr. John here. And a- I'm Michael. Jeez Louise. Uh, <laughs> oh, I peaked real bad with that.
2: <laughs> oh
0: boy! Um, um, I hate all of you, and I cannot wait until you're all turning over in worm food. Oh, oh, I had a so I actually have so you you like learning
2: about like almost depraved people, right, Shane? You like true crime podcasts and all that other stuff i mean
0: i I, in my in my 20s i was a lot more uh engaged by it i mean now i'm just disgusted with everything so it's it's a little different but yeah if you talk to me like you know 24 i probably would be all over this but yeah i can i'm still
2: interested so there's a podcast that i started listening to um it's called behind the bastards um and it actually it's you have really interesting um, I mainly found it because I listened to one of their partner podcasts, "Worst Year Ever," which I brought up before. Um, but they cover like uh, dictators or just really bad people. Um, mm. I though I haven't listened to the main episodes. I listened to they did a mini series um, on behind the police, talking about a lot of the problematic history uh, that led to the creation of our the police force that we know today. And it was actually a really interesting thing. I almost thought about doing an episode, but it'd either be too long, too depressing, or a combination of the two.
0: All of the above. Yeah. Yes.
2: Too depraved. Well. So. But well. since you do like hit, like learning about people, I I will try and start listening to the behind the actual like podcast itself. And if it sounds interesting enough, I might let you know about it.
0: Well, Michael, allow me to retort. Because I uh, finished the Waco miniseries on Netflix uh, fairly recently. And I was, I found it very entertaining. And if you aren't already disgusted by, you know, corruption and uh, mishandling of uh, situations and mangling of facts, then that will certainly push you over the the end of the edge there. Mm. If you happen to watch it, I would recommend it. Say it's an interesting series. Yeah, I've always, I've w- always really wanted to learn more about so, yeah. that. Yeah, cool. It's uh, you're not going to get something that I would consider to be, you know, factually accurate because I, it's taken from two books that are first person accounts of the yeah. incident from either side. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's, you know, yeah, subjective, we'll call it. But uh, all right. Uh, I think that's our recommendations for the week. That's our akin to Sam's drink recommendation of the evening for those playing the home game. All right, ladies and germaphobes, thank you for being here with us. As always, we sincerely appreciate your listenership, and for all of you new listeners out there, thank you for enduring this madness. We hope that you survived, because we may not. But we we love you all, and we are going to give you our uh, most sincere appreciations, and we're going to try to keep this as entertaining to you going forward, as it certainly is. uh, But I believe... For the narcoleptic edition of the Disinformed Podcast, I am Shane. I'm John, and I'm Michael. Thank Congrats you, for, thank you for thank you for coming, kids. Don't worry; it's probably going to pool for quite some time before it's found by the police after a month and a half, and someone having to knock on the door for a quick checkup.
2: We're all gonna fucking
0: die. It's it. A- it's a death.